Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of our show. My name is Mernal, and this podcast is called Glass Seats. Uh, we're going to be talking about hockey, one of our favorite sports. Uh, we'll be talking about the NHL, since that's the biggest league where we are here in the United States of America. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to get started with this show. I'm going to let my co-host introduce himself. Hey, this is Vidi. Uh, welcome to our show, where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on you know, headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. Yeah, absolutely. You excited? I'm very excited. How are you? I'm, dude, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So, kind of to give some perspective for fans who might not know us or might not know about our love for hockey and these, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into hockey? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Trent, uh, he got me, he was a big Sharks fan. We both grew up in the Bay Area. Um, so he was a big Sharks fan, had like hockey sticks and pucks all around his classroom. And first time I, he would have like, you know, challenges in his classroom that would allow us to get extra credit and stuff like that. Um, so some of them were hockey based and that's really how I got into it. I didn't realize what hockey was until I met him and then, you know, got really into it. Just, uh, talking to him and hanging out with him. We would talk about it at lunch, recess, stuff like that. And then found out there was a big group of, uh, Sharks fans within our own school and they just kind of grew from there watched the games, you know, went to some of the games, even if we were lucky. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it just kind of grew from there. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, for me, um, started in middle school. Uh, my best friend at the time was super also into the Sharks. We mm -hmm. grew up in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. um, he wanted to go to a game, wanted someone to go with. I decided, sure, why not? Mm -hmm. So I tagged along to the game. Mm -hmm. I went there. Huge back and forth game. Uh, at that time, you know, you had Joe Thornton, you mm -hmm. had Jonathan Chichu on the team. Chichu, and, yeah. Uh, the game ended up going to over to, uh, shootout, actually. Went all the way to shootout. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is wild. And the Sharks, I think, won or lost. I don't remember. Actually, I don't even know who won. Yeah. But I was kind of, I was hooked from that moment on. Yep. Started watching all the games and um, that was a wild season. So that, for me, would have been the... Uh, 07, 08 season, I mm -hmm. think is when I first started. So it's mm -hmm. been a long time following hockey since then. I think that's when I started too. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. But yeah. Cool, cool. So without further ado, let's kind of go ahead and get into the show. Um, we're recording this first episode here, March 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, the NHL trade deadline was about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the deadline this year? Kind of crazy, uh, but even crazier than that, I was very surprised to see you know, obviously some big names moved, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Nick Bonino. I mean, definitely some role players as well. But I think I was kind of surprised to see, you know, like how many injuries occurred after the deadline. You know, Ryan O'Reilly um, with his finger injury, which is supposed to be a huge acquisition for the Leafs, huge playoff push. And now he's I, I can't I can't remember if he's out, you know all the way through the playoffs or through the first round or whatever, but that's a big blow for the Leafs. Yeah, I think he's supposed to come back, uh, broken finger. Um, we know NHL hockey players play through everything yeah, in the playoffs. Of course, of course. I'm pretty sure he'll be back, but, you know, I think um, there's a lot of other ones that might not be. You know, Nick Bonino went out with a lacerated kidney. Yeah. Like, he's not coming back anytime no, soon. No, no, he's done. Yeah, um, Kale McCarr is already back, but had to go into uh, concussion protocol. Um, there's other players that have been out, Taylor Hall, a bunch of other depth players. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, this year with the trade deadline, I was actually really hyped because a lot of movement this year. Yeah. And um, maybe not so much on the day of, like mm -hmm. a lot of these big names like uh, Tarasenko, mm -hmm. Patrick Kane, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, they moved ahead of the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. So I, for me, when I say trade deadline, I kind of mean like a month. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it started with the Bo Horvat trade. 
I count that as the start of the trade deadline. Yeah. That Um, was in January, I believe, right? Yeah, January 30th, I want to say. Gotcha. Okay. Um, So from there up to the actual deadline, which was March 3rd, I Mm -hmm. count that whole time as like the trade deadline period. Right. And from what I've been following, this has been one of the most active ones. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think a couple of factors contributed. Um, You know, with uh, COVID, the salary cap has gone up high, so GMs are kind of getting creative. Yeah. Moving things around. And this time of year, there's a little bit more leniency in the salary cap. People Mm -hmm. have more cap room. Mm Mm-hmm. So they make those moves and get ready for the playoffs. But we started talking about these injuries, and I think the whole bummer is that you built up all this hype and excitement around the deadline and all these moves, and then all these bunch of these players are suddenly injured. Exactly how I feel, yeah. It's 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 honestly like, it's, it's almost like anticlimactic. Obviously, you never want to wish injury on any any player, and it's it's really sad to see. But at the same time, you know, coming from a fan perspective, it's it's kind of like wow, it's it's almost like something that was taken away from us. You know, it was, it was this great spectacle, uh, as you were just talking about with your introduction to hockey, this great back-and-forth shootout game. That's that's pure entertainment for the fans. That's what we're here for at the end of the day. Um, so it's kind of – it does really suck, not just for the players and, and their families that, you know, they're injured, but from a fan perspective, it's – from a selfish fan perspective, it's like, wow, that's that's entertainment that we don't have anymore kind of thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it's definitely, definitely unfortunate. And it almost makes me – wonder like uh like is the nhl season too long is it too or the regular season too long is it too brutal um what do you think about it yeah for me i think there's two times in the nhl period that i kind of tune out and one is like december to january just Mm because holidays are going on there's other things going on Mm -hmm. you know i'll check the scores now and then but am Mm -hmm. i really actively watching games not really yeah so then i tune back in when all this trade deadline news happens and the movements start happening yeah then after the trade deadline, until the playoffs start, kind of doesn't really mean that much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're fighting for playoff seedings, but... Whatever happens, happens, yeah. I think. And I think I've heard a lot of noise, about, especially about this year in the Western Conference. They're like, okay, all these teams are kind of getting in. But, like, unless you're a fan of one of those teams, mm-hmm. you kind of know who's in, who's out. Yeah. You might get one or two surprises here. Yeah. So the deadline's over, and this year's also an anomaly. Most years, mm-hmm. by this time, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think uh, today, uh, Carolina clinched their playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston's clinched a while ago. Yeah, they're thirteen points ahead. I think or something. Yeah, like that. something it's stupid. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So like for this time of year, it just get to the playoffs already, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Um. The game. The schedule is eighty-two games yeah. in the regular season. Like sixty would have been fine. Yeah. And I, you know, I get that it's a hard call for uh, GMs and. Uh, you know, anyone that league executives because, mm-hmm. you know, less regular season games means you sell less tickets and mm-hmm. money drives everything and all of that comes up. Mm-hmm. But if you have players getting injured, like, why? Yeah. Like, aren't you shooting yourself in the foot? Like, your assets are getting protected. Yeah. I mean, I... Y- yes and no. But, like, I... So, I think, yes, obviously, as I just mentioned, the players, like, should be protected. You, you never want to see a player go down. But at the same time... I, it's always been part of NHL culture, you know. It's like how how bad do you want it, kind of thing. How tough are you? How resilient are you? But when you're when you when it's gotten to the point of consistent injuries post trade deadline, then it's kind of like man, like it's all again, like you said, it, it shot you got shot in the foot, like you're it's backfiring against you. I'm not really sure what the solution is, but it, it's definitely a problem that needs to be addressed. I think. Like, have you heard the saying that the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win? Absolutely, and it is. And is it? And it's because they say, oh, it's so physical, people get injured, everybody's missing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but why Why do you have to leave it that way, right? True. Why can't yeah. you 
Sure. There's no way to get 100% rid of injuries. Of course. Yeah. Nor do I want the game to be less hitting, you mm-hmm. know, less hitting in the game or something like that. Yeah. But I do want to see star players play. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, Andre Svechnikov is questionable for the play, uh, mm-hmm. playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you're a Carolina fan, that's the season they just had, yeah. and you don't have Andre Svechnikov in the playoffs. That's bad. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, are, if you're a fan of any team that had their playoff run ruined by one injury, like, yeah, come on, yeah, it, it it really does suck. But um, I mean, so something I also think is I I'm kind of as you said, um, the trade deadline kind of started quote unquote in in January with the Bill Horvat trade, mm-hmm. but it it does seem a little odd to me. It's always seemed a little odd to me that. Um, you know, the trade deadline is basically is in March and then they play for a whole extra month. I, you would think, I understand like teams need to gel and, and locker room chemistry, figure out the lines, all of that. But it, it seems like a very long time from, uh, you know, post trade deadline to the actual start of the playoffs. And you yourself mentioned it just now. That's kind of one of the times you tune out. And I would have to agree with that because yeah. it's just like, you know, I don't know what. You know, I mean, obviously, whatever happens, happens. You can't really do anything about it at that point, so. Yeah, if, like, if you're not a fan of a team that's in a wild card spot, what reason do you have to watch yeah. right now? Yeah, you everyone, know? I remember back in uh, 2010, there was a, I think it came, boiled down to the final game of the season, uh, Rangers and, and Flyers, and that, I believe that went to overtime, maybe a shootout, too. Um, but it felt like, you know, everyone tuned into that game because it was it was a fight for one of the last playoff spots, and you know, whoever won was going to the playoffs, and it was the Flyers, and they went all the way to the finals against Chicago. Yeah. Um, and then, then the Rangers went home. You know, that there's a lot on the line at, at that point. It almost makes me wonder, you know, is the NBA recently implemented the uh, the play-in rounds? Um, mm-hmm. Would that work for hockey? It happened during the COVID season and everything. Um, you know, like, obviously, it, it's not really necessarily to um, relating to the post, post-trade deadline injuries or anything, but would that make it more interesting and, you know, bring up viewer retention um, from post-trade deadline to the end of the uh, regular season? Uh, see, I don't know. So the thing with the, when you get the playing round, right, mm-hmm. you basically just increase the number of teams that's going in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. But you still, if you're, you've just moved the barrier of who's a wild card or who has a chance True. to it slightly differently, right? True. Playing rounds are great because, you know, that tense atmosphere, and I'm assuming for a play around in the NHL, you'd make it shorter than a full seven-game series, right? Yes, of so it's a, Maybe it's a one-game or maybe max a three-game series, right? Yeah, three right? games, yeah. Um, but I don't think that really solves the problem of it's just too long of a season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can see that. I mean, w- w- so the thing is, it is as long as the um, NBA season uh, with 82 games, um even with and with mlb that's i honestly i don't remember at this point 100 something and i think it's 112 112 okay yeah Yeah. and so sure it's not the longest season in in all uh for professional north american sports but me personally i think it would be a lot more beneficial if the trade deadline was later you know it would reduce the risk of injury you see like players uh, or teams once they uh clinch playoff spots or clinch you know divisions whatever they kind of just rest all their star players. They basically send up, you know, the minor leagues, and, and and basically they've kind of reduced the injury through that problem. I think that's what's a little bit more beneficial than shortening the shortening the actual NHL season. So, but uh, how would moving the trade deadline later kind of help with the injuries? 
Uh, it's more so it reduces the actual probability of a player, a newly acquired player, getting injured. Oh, I see. So that that uh, new asset that you got yeah. just gets injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, with the whole uh, Ryan O'Reilly like injury, uh, and you know the Nick Benino injury, it's that's devastating. That's like that's horrible. You just got this asset, and now mm-hmm. and now they're they're out for who knows how long. You know. So yeah, I mean, I don't know about the Penguins. I think the Penguins are in a wild card or fighting for a wild card spot. So. That's rough for them, but Benino's a, a star, not really a star player. Mm-hmm. He's a depth player. You mm-hmm. know, they still got Crosby, Malkin, and all that. Mm-hmm. Ryan O'Reilly is rough. That's a big player that you got. That's kind of out. Mm-hmm. But they're hoping he's back for the playoffs. Plus, the Leafs are in no danger of losing their playoff spot. No. So I think in those instances, they're kind of okay. So I get it. Yeah. Um. You know, I worry more about like someone like Svechnikov, like I mentioned. Um. The way, yeah, we said, yeah, it matches the NBA season, right? Like, mm-hmm. hockey and NBA are very similar in how they build their schedules, 82 games, seven-game mm-hmm. series in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But the physicality you go through in hockey is much closer to, like, NFL, right? Definitely, yeah. And NFL's, what, 16 games <laughs> True. season? True, yeah. You know, and I'm not saying hockey should go to that. It's a yeah. different sport, yeah. and, um, you know, 16 games is way too little. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be something in between here, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so you, you mentioned the, uh, the 60-game season. Um, I believe... During the 2013 lockout, it was kind of something similar to that. I can't remember. I think maybe it was 52 or something like that. But um, what would you what would you uh, recommend? You know, the start and end of the season, regular season. Uh, where's the trade trade deadline in that? And you know, where, like, when would this like? How long should the season really be? Yeah, I think uh, you can start a little later. Mm-hmm. I think starting in like November is fine Mm -hmm. because right now um because we lined up so well with the nba i feel like the nhl is always fighting the nba a little bit Mm -hmm. so i think starting in november is is you can start a little later Mm -hmm. i'd also start the playoffs earlier like start the playoffs in like march instead of mid-april i agree with that yeah you know yeah i i also think especially i remember (laughs) when when vegas was in the finals they were having like the stadium was having um issues with you know keeping the ice like oh yeah like frozen all the way because it was just so damn hot in like in vegas you know and it was just i mean you know you can't really do anything about that at that point but you know when you have hockey in june yeah i remember the uh the covid season when Mm -hmm. they had it in edmonton didn't they have the same issue because it got delayed to like august oh yeah you're right yeah i totally forgot about that that's that's edmonton yeah (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's supposed to be cool like you know the playoffs are it's supposed to still be cool when you go outside and leave the game or whatever you know yeah but yeah i no i i could see that starting in november i think it also like having having something to you know look forward to during the holiday season obviously there is the actual holidays but having a whole new league startup i think that it, that's definitely something to you know anticipate mm-hmm. look forward to and you know what i think it would help in having those dates a little bit shorter is um the winter classic so mm-hmm. i know people have gotten a little tired of the outdoor games yeah. and everything but the winter classic i love and it's hockey's thing you mm-hmm. know um and especially in this time frame, all the other major leagues that are playing, so MLB's not playing in the winter, mm-hmm. but um, NFL has the Super Bowl in February, mm-hmm. and uh, NBA has the Christmas game. Mm-hmm. So, and NFL also has Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of got those months, mm-hmm. but January is a little open. Mm-hmm. And I love that the NHL does the Winter Classic on January 1st. Mm-hmm. So I have two things to propose here. One, it'd be cool to have... It'll put more emphasis on that because people will tune in. And then, hey, the trade deadline's, like, coming up right away. Mm-hmm. Playoffs are coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So you can keep that momentum. Mm-hmm. My second proposal is the Winter Classic every year should be a Stanley Cup rematch. Ooh, yeah. That could be good. I, so one thing I – don't get me wrong. I love the fact that there's more outdoor games. Um, 
um, than there than there have been in the past few years. Mm-hmm. My issue with it is I don't even know they're happening half the time. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, and I don't think I'm alone in this. Sometimes you know I'll I'll see a highlight um, like from from the NHL Instagram or whatever, and then half the comments were like, nobody knew this was happening. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, like this, this could be a whole separate issue, like within, within marketing and everything. But, uh, I think there needs to be a bigger emphasis for, on, on the, uh, you know, outdoor games at the beginning of the year for mm-hmm. how much they're worth. And, and like you said, you know, all the other leagues have kind of like left January open, like that's a time for the NHL to shine. And, you know, that would, especially having, you know, a Stanley cup rematch, yeah. hopefully, you know. Obviously, hopefully nobody gets injured, but like hopefully there's still somewhat of a gritty, you know, like fight for like redemption kind of thing uh, going on. And, you know, hopefully that will uh, bring in some viewers and like get everyone excited. Yeah. And, you know, even if the players aren't feeling it, you've built up all this atmosphere on the Winter Classic. You've got a football stadium most times. Mm -hmm. You've got a huge fan base. Mm -hmm. And even if um, like uh, Santa Cup final this year was Colorado, Tampa, Mm -hmm. they play each other twice a year in the current schedule. Mm hmm. Can't you make one of them one of these big games? Yeah. Like, yeah. And Santa Cup Final is always a West team and an East team. They'll yeah. always play each other only twice in a year. Yeah. And that first time they meet again should be the Winter Classic. Yeah. And then the second time, maybe sometime leading into the playoffs. Like, so I have one possible counter argument. What if, what if it's, uh, you have like Nashville and Florida? Technically, it's a East and West, but they're mm-hmm. both Southern teams. Is it even cold enough to play outside? Oh, I don't think... Um, so I know there's a whole thing about what area gets the Winter Classic. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be local to either any market. I see. It could be like the All-Star Game, mm-hmm. where you say, uh, hey, you're getting it this year. Got it. But the two teams that are playing are always the Stanley Cup rematch. Got it. Okay. So, that would be you know, cool. even if, let's say, yeah, you had Nashville, Florida, mm-hmm. but you decided to host the Classic in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a problem with that. No. I mean, it's, it's got to go somewhere, but yeah. 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 That, it's that, a big that. thing. Like, I guess the argument would be, oh, local fans aren't local. But for one spectacle. I think people would willing, be willing to travel, honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, think about it. Everyone, a lot of the diehard fans will travel to the Super Bowl. They don't care how much it costs. Like, that's that's their team. Yeah, you know? that too. Yeah. It's like, uh, I was forgetting what game did it. It was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl is never, very rarely. Yeah. And it's only by happenstance that yes. it's local. Right? Yes. It's Yeah. I think it happened, the, uh, well, Besides this year in Arizona, the past two years were there were two teams that were local. It was almost like a home stadium advantage yeah. or whatever. But that's coincidence. That's usually not how it works. So yeah, yeah. And imagine the hype if one time it happens to be your team that makes it to the final mm-hmm. and you are hosting the Winter Classic. Yeah, like that. If it's like a once in a decade thing, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. There would be yeah a lot of marketing opportunity right there. Yeah, but yeah. Well, we got off the point of injuries post trade <laughs> deadline, but yeah. speaking of marketing. Yes. You know, the there is a bit of a marketing snafu happening mm-hmm. in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Have you been following what's happening with all these Pride Nights? Yeah, yeah. Getting uh canceled left and right. I mean, so it definitely started with um with uh Provorov of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers and that was he cited, you know, religious re- reasons for that. I believe it was uh Russian Orthodox um you know Mm-hmm. beliefs that like didn't allow him to you know don the, the pride jersey or and he didn't take warm-ups but you know he still played in the game um and then you know a bunch of other uh teams followed suit especially with you know russian dominant players 
So. Yeah. So um, as of when we're recording this, we just heard about uh, the Blackhawks yes. canceling Pride Night, citing safety for the Russian players. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reason we're talking about Russia is that uh, Putin had put up some anti-LGBTQ laws in December, were, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. And they're worried about their safety or safety of their family potentially going back home. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I don't want to get into international law yeah. and politics yeah. here, but. Um, you know, there's kind of two ways teams have so far handled this, right? So there's the one of what the Blackhawks, the Rangers, and the Wild have done, where they mm-hmm. said, we'll do Pride Night, but the whole team, no jerseys. Got it. And then mm-hmm. the other ones were the Flyers, and then James Reimer of the Sharks, mm-hmm. who's not Russian, just for clarification. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had these players sit out mm-hmm. warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Both aren't great ways to handle this, mm-hmm. I think. Though I do like what the Flyers and the Sharks did more than what the other three teams did. So you would rather have, um, so instead of scrapping the entire thing entirely, it, it was just better to be like, all right, don't, you're, you're entitled to your beliefs, but you know, don't yeah. be the odd man out. Yeah. I, I like it better because, Hey, they didn't put this on the team. The team said, Hey, we're doing pride night. This guy decides not to, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so they okay then you go talk to the media mm-hmm. don't just make and the rangers in a while didn't even give a reason at least the blackhawks said something yeah you know so you go deal with it yeah the only problem i had with that is you should not they should not have played in the game mm. in any in okay in nhl and out of pro sports i should say mm-hmm. have you ever seen a sports league that is so team-centric as the nhl no and no. this is the one time you allow individuals to be like, I'm not going to go take warm-ups Ooh. because you're wearing a pride jersey, but I'm still going to go play in the game. Oh, yeah. I, uh, wow, I did not think of that at all. No. You, you don't take warm-ups because you want to cite your beliefs? Fine. Oh. You're allowed to do that. You're uh-huh. a human being. Yeah. You're not playing the game. Yeah. I mean, I remember, um, I, I believe it was in 2020, John Tortorella was like, if you're not standing for the flag, you're not playing in the game. Yeah. And, what the hell? Yeah. And so now, yeah, it is definitely a... It's definitely a, you know, kind of a little bit of hypocrisy, I would say. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's definitely, it's hard to like manage, but I think a big part of this also going back to the NHL marketing and, and compared to other leagues, it, it's very easy, I would say for, for team or players in the um, NBA, the NFL, even the MLB actually, uh, to, you know, make a brand of, of themselves, you know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're able to. For example, you know, dress a certain way. They're able to, you know, address the media a certain way, obviously within within certain boundaries. But like they're able to create their own image and that brings extra hype, extra marketing to the um, to the league. Mm -hmm. So the first time we see individuality in a long time is through a protest uh, for this. It's definitely it seems a little off. The message I just got was you're not allowed to be an individual unless you want to hate on a marginalized group. Then you're allowed. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's it's definitely it's a it's a tricky situation, yeah. yeah. Because again, I, I do believe everyone is entitled to their beliefs, but it's it seems a little strange the way the league has handled it, be, being the inconsistency of it. You know, there was whether the teams decided to like just not address it entirely or not or have it entirely, that's fine. But you know, like as you said, the Sharks and, and Flyers I believe did a better job of just letting the players speak their mind and kind of just, 
you know, addressing for, for, for what they think is worth. So. Yeah. And, you know, the shitty thing is that, like, after Pride Night, we're sitting here talking about the asshole players rather than the good things. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw what the Sharks did on Twitter when they were uh, that know. game. Instead of tweeting out game highlights or game score updates, they just tweeted out facts and things about the LGBTQ oh, community. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't see that. The game. So they used their platform to, like, um, raise awareness and mm-hmm. things like that, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. But instead, we're talking about James Reimer being an idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I again, I, I do think, like, all, all the players are, you know, entitled to their beliefs. They can they can think what they want, but uh, it, it is kind of sad. Like, I think... I do think there's more articles on, you know, James Reimer this, James Reimer that. And, you know, as someone who, like, tries not to read the comments, but occasionally will do read the comments of, like, NHL-like posts, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really is sad because you see, like, a lot of, like, oh, I'm, I stand with James Reimer, I stand with this. And it was like, well, so now Pride Night is being completely ignored for the other direction. Almost, yeah. You know, it's almost like it's backfired in a weird way. And I... I, I can't say I have a solution to it, um, but it does need to be addressed a little bit more fairly in the NHL. No, so. I, I have a solution. You're going to be a problem during Pride Night. Sit in the stands. That's true. You don't want to believe in it? Fine. Yeah. Sit in the stands. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, going back to the John Tortorella yeah. issue, like, if you don't stand for the flag, you're not playing for the game. I mean, yeah, I get yeah. it. And I know someone's going to come at me with, oh, what if it was a star player or whatever? But mm-hmm. okay, it was the Flyers and the Sharks. Neither one are in anything this year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, well, like, the Sharks in the draft lottery, but. Yeah, know. well. Yeah. Rhymer's hurting that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently he's playing great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. I mean, uh, to, to give a, another example, like. I don't know how much you've been keeping up with, like, John Morant and the NBA and everything. No, I haven't heard this one. So, basically, what happened was he's uh, he's been having a lot of, like, uh, legal issues because um, I, I don't remember how it started, but it basically ended with, uh, up with him flashing a pistol in a nightclub on uh, Instagram Live in, in Denver. Wait, you got to roll back a little. Who is this? John ja- Morant. <laughs> okay. He's a, he's, a star, he's a star player of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. And okay. So... So the thing is, the controversy that originally started was obviously what he did was illegal. And I, I was seeing somewhere like the action, his actions uh, have lost him millions of dollars, I think $39 million. And um, he could have been suspended for 50 games. But what's happening right now is he's in a rehab in Florida and he's rejoined the team. He's just not um, he's not playing. basically. Okay. He's, so he's on the bench. Yeah. But. A lot of the comments when this first dropped, I, I, everyone was like, dude, you you messed up. Like, Ja, what are you doing, man? And, like, uh, the problem is a lot of people were like, if this was just a bench warmer, a role player, he would have been cut that day. Yeah. And you would have never seen him again. It's the fact that he's a superstar and made the Grizzlies, like, relevant again that he's getting this sort of special treatment. And uh, it's, it's almost like kind of happening, you know, here. Uh, with Again, the players are entitled to their beliefs, but, like, I mean – are we really giving like certain players superstar like treatment for like the way they think? I don't know. It just, especially for something that's so, so called, you know, not a major part of hockey or whatever you want to call it, you know, like, I don't know. Like, uh, could you expand on that a little? Like, what do you mean by getting superstar treatment? Like the whole, like, um, basically you're still allowed to play in the game, but you know, you're not going to like participate oh. in the warmups or, or participate in the, in the occasion of the evening, yeah. you know, like, the the message behind whatever you know mm-hmm. it, it does seem a little bit i don't want to use the word diva because it sounds 
you know, there's a negative connotation to it, but it, it does seem like it's like, oh, okay, well, this is a team-centric sport. You're not going to be part of the team, but you're allowed to play. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the conflict. It's the hypocrisy that gets to me, right? Yeah. Like, if you have the individuality that you have in the NBA, and I get it, you know, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is money, right, to these people. Of course. Yeah. And you've got to have your star players playing. Mm-hmm. One, we're talking about James Reimer and Ivan Provorov. Mm-hmm. They're not... Ivan Provorov is probably more so than James Reimer, but mm-hmm. they're not really star stars, right? We're mm-hmm. not talking McDavid, Crosby here. No. It almost makes me wonder what would happen if, you know... Again, I'm sure they're also getting, like, advice in their ear. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you, this your career's on the line. Don't do this or do do yeah. this kind of thing, you know? But if a, if a player of, like, NHL, like, poster, like, stardom caliber, if they were, like, kind of, like quote-unquote protesting um you know pride nights or whatever um how would that go for the league how would that look on the league if you wanted any chance of benching that player Mm -hmm. you had to have benched these two right now the Mm -hmm. fact that you didn't there's no chance if some star comes out Mm -hmm. you know yeah do do, do you think actually like you mentioned earlier today the blackhawks you know do you think it's is this going to be a oncoming like trend do you think more teams will do it do you think this is going to be a problem for next year, years to come. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Like, I think culture in hockey, as we've seen this year, is not there yet. Mm-hmm. And you just gave people an out. Mm-hmm. You know, especially now with the Blackhawks saying, oh, it's for safety concerns. Mm-hmm. Which... I get it, though. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Fine. I have doubts, but I'll take them at their word on that one. Right. Okay? Fine. Yeah. Let's say there's safety concerns. Uh-huh. All right? Then, every, can you name a team in the league that doesn't have a Russian player on it? I can't. Not right off the top of my head, yeah. Like, there's so many Russians in the league. Like, yeah. either they're going to do Pride Nights without the jersey, or they're going to have not have Russian players that night. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't see this going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So I, I think part of, the, part of the, you know, conflict I have in, in my mind is, you know, are these, are these teams getting penalized or not penalized? Are they being uh, looked after by Russia if they don the jerseys or if they just straight up celebrate the night, you know? You know, I think it's more of a fear of what could happen. You know, to me, it's like, okay, Got it. let's say you're a Russian player. There's a photo of you in a pride jersey. Could that be used in Russia to mm. spread rumors about you or anything? Um, and if someone did any bit of research, they could find it. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's the fear. Yeah. Um, I am spitballing off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Yeah. Um, you know... That's why I said I don't want to get into the whole international debate thing. And so I am taking the Blackhawks at their word. Yes. Which might not be a smart thing to do, but I'm doing it in this case that yeah. there are might be safety concerns. Yeah. You know, but that still doesn't, you know, okay, then leave those players out. Yeah. You're, they're the Blackhawks. You're like the poster child for going for Connor Bedard right now. Yeah. Which is draft lottery yeah. talk. But if you had to scratch a few players tonight... Yeah, so would it have mattered? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it is a strange way to protect player safety, I, I will admit. Like, it, you know, and even, uh, again, not to keep drawing examples from other leagues, but, you know, there's been many a times in, in the NBA, you know, a player, like, didn't show up to a team practice, has been acting up, whatever. They were benched the whole game. And, uh, you it know, just happened in the NHL. Yeah. Did you hear about Jonathan Duran? Uh, I don't believe so, but he has been benched before, I know. But He just got benched because he was late to a meeting. Oh, you're right, you're right. No, I yeah. did read about that. I did read about that, yeah. yeah. And it happened to, I mean, this was many years ago, but Sagan, like, 
missed a breakfast or something. And yeah, this was when he was in Boston, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. And, he, and he, like, you know, he was basically, like, cut from the lineup. And I was like, or not cut, but, like, you know, he was benched. And, you know, there's there are certain things. Like, obviously, stand up for what you want. But, you know, it's it's strange to me that there's no consequences at least not in the NHL for it, you know? Like And, like, you took the most cop-out way out. You're just like, yeah. we're not going to do the jerseys. Yeah. Like, yeah. no was, thought of, okay, we did this because we want to get fans mm-hmm. involved in the game. We want to make sure people are feel welcome when they come to hockey games. Yeah. And who needs a PR win more than the Blackhawks right now? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's been a rough couple years. You took the dumbest way out. Yeah. That's what I feel like. You took the dumbest way out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, again, uh, with the whole political issues and tension between you know the united states and russia you can't you can't do too much about it especially again another example was um when uh russia declared war in ukraine you know ovechkin was getting a lot of a lot of heat because he had uh, a picture a profile picture on instagram i think it was uh with putin and everyone's like oh i can't believe how dare you support him look at what he's doing in ukraine i'm like he has family in russia if he gets rid of the picture his family is like you know, like, yeah. you know, like, that's and, endangerment, but... Well, Ovechkin, especially as, like, the superstar that he is, has been very much a high-profile player in Russia. Yes. So yes. We saw a few years ago with Panarin fearing for his family's yeah. safety, bringing them to the States yes, and yeah. all that. So, yeah, the international thing does throw a wrench in this. Yeah. Which doesn't excuse James Reimer's situation at all. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't see this going away next season or anytime soon, right? Like, yeah. The NHL relies a lot on mm-hmm. Russian players. Definitely, yeah. Before we before we wrap on this, I, I want to ask, like, <laughs> if if you could think not not just for Pride Night. I'm sure there's going to be other, um, you know, events. We're trying to like, or the league is trying to grow the grow the grow the market and you know make feel make it feel more inclusive. <laughs> um, what would you say is a better way of handling it uh, in comparison to you know how they did for Pride Night? I, I still stand with you. Don't want to take the warm ups. That's your decision. Mm-hmm. You don't take the warm ups. You don't play in the game. Got it. So it's very black or white for you. Yeah. You'd say. Like okay. the, this is it. This is what you've. Unless you want to go through the whole culture change and allow individuality and let them mm-hmm. do, show off their outfits, market themselves yes. outside of players that are Maple Leafs yep. because they have the market in Toronto. Yep. And you allow that, yep. and you don't have interviews where the guy just stands there and is like, "Yep, pucks in deep." Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, you want to do all that? Great. Then you can go about this whole individuality. Yeah. But two things. One, if the player wants to do this, you put them in front of the mic. Don't stand behind the team. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, the way the culture of the NHL is, mm-hmm. you don't take the warm-ups. That's your decision. You don't take it. You don't play. Got it. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Especially the, the, the part where you said, you know, we, there's so many leagues with individuality. And the one time it seems to be, quote-unquote, okay in the NHL it's it's through like it's creating a problem and it's also taking away from the focus which is you know the lgbtq community yeah and it, it's unfortunate yeah the way the league has handled it but yeah it it needs to be one way i do think this needs to be one way or the other otherwise it is a sense of uh hypocrisy bleeding through mm-hmm. but yeah yeah absolutely well that was an intense first yeah. episode <laughs> it really was it's all um, good before we kind of wrap up what are you kind of looking forward to for um the NHL uh, in the coming week. 
Um, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully players stay healthy and hopefully, uh, they get pucks deep. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, um, you know, like, I think it should be an exciting playoffs. I'm obviously, you know, I keep track of, if I can't watch the game, I'll watch the games. I'll keep track of, you know, the standings and see who moves in, who, who moves out, especially those wildcard spots. Um, it's getting like really, really tight in the, uh, the West too. I believe, um, there's like three or four teams fighting for the last two spots in the wild card. So really excited to see how that pans out. Um, truthfully, I'm also excited to see who is most likely to win the draft lottery, especially with the stakes so high this mm-hmm. year with Connor Bedard and seeing how he's just like, oh man, just seeing what he's doing right now is, uh, is, is pretty incredible. Um, it, it really does make me feel like, wow, this is like, you know, the next Matthews, the next McDavid, next Crosby, whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah, it, it's really exciting time, even for the draft lottery. Um, but yeah, how about you? Yeah, um, you know, like I said, I think this is the kind of the time I'm kind of really kind of waiting for the playoffs to start. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for um, matchups that are potential future playoff series to kind mm-hmm. of see where it pans out. The one I got my eye on is uh, Saturday morning, Tampa Bay versus Boston. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a potential Eastern Conference final mm-hmm. or would be second round. They're in the same division, second round. Second round. So it'd be a second round matchup. Um I, I want to watch that game. I want to see what happens yeah. there. So I'm looking grab, forward to that. Grab your popcorn, your mimosas, and <laughs> watch some hockey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all for this one. So thank you guys for listening to Glass Seats. We're going to be on here um, once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google. Uh, be sure to check us out. This is Merle signing out. This is Vidi. Thanks for listening.